Hello, welcome to another episode of our For Jesus podcast. Um, I am one of your hosts, Alessi DeBartolo here, and we have Luke Simmons. Hi, Alessi. Hi, and Joshua Reese. Hola. Hi, guys. Hey. Um, so last week on the podcast, we got to, um, Luke and I got to do an interview with Jim Mullins. Um, oh, and man, that was good. That was really good. I'm still thinking about it, but we got to kind of see these four different perspectives um, about politics. Um, so hopefully you enjoyed that. If you haven't listened to that podcast, you should go back and listen because it was a, it was a great one. Yeah. And so this whole podcast of For Jesus is really trying to talk about what does it look like to live all of life, all for Jesus. We're in this season as a church of prayer and reflection, uh, preparing for the election, really trying to pray for the health of our nation and the holiness of our church. And so last week was kind of that big picture overview and really kind of seeing how all of the different approaches to politics borrow from the the goodness of God's creation, but tend to distort it. What we're going to do over these next episodes, and I, th- this is this is pretty fun. We've had a couple of these conversations already. Is we're going to be talking about kind of specific issues mm-hmm. that all are connected to the election, and um, and so I, I think it's just going to be really really interesting. Uh, today we're going to be talking about issues related to pro life and abortion mm-hmm. and those sorts of things. Um, we'll talk about healthcare. We'll talk about race. Uh, we'll talk about uh, hopefully some local issues and lots of other different things. And so, um, man, it's going to be interesting. And, and Reese, I know one of the things you're super excited about is um, just getting to like demand and, and, and clearly tell everyone who doesn't know how to think about anything exactly what they should do. Right. That's, that's kind of what we're going for. Yes. 100%. I want to sway you to vote exactly how I'm going to vote and to think how I think. Perfect. That was my aim. When they asked me if I wanted to do this, I said, those are my demands is that I could make you do what I want you to do. No, um, absolutely the opposite. So (laughs) (laughs) I could, if you want to know, uh, maybe I'll keep it a secret for now, uh, which uh, way I sway on the political stance of things. Uh, But our purpose for this whole podcast is for Jesus, not for anything else. And so for Jesus is one of the things when we look at Jesus, I think we see him, well, really um, very obviously disrupting sort of the, 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 the ruts that we, that we had, um, in religion, in life and in other things and things that we thought were good and they were good. Like Jesus didn't say, uh, get rid of all that law before he says, you have to actually uphold all that. Um, but I'm here because I'm here for love and this is what we're going to do. And so, um, one of the things he, the most of the times that he disrupted that was when other people were involved. Mm. And when he was looking at the oppressed and the hurt and the broken and the needy, and he said, hey, hey, I know you guys think you got it figured out, but let's just look at this. Mm. And again, I'm, I'm really not trying to sway you. But one of the things that I love that we're going to do is I have a lot of things that I think are right. Luke has things that he, I mean, everybody has different ways that they're like, I've thought about this. I'm not an idiot. I've actually taken time and looked at this. Um, and that doesn't mean you're right or wrong even. But what we want to do is we're going to bring other people on the on the podcast and say, hey, you're in the trenches. You're actually on the ground working and doing some things. And so you have a certain, um, even biased, we can say, sure. we have a bias. You have a viewpoint is a better way to say it that may be different than what we're used to, what I'm used to, what Luke's used to, what you listening are used to. And so um, we're going to kind of see what they have to say and 
hopefully move towards each other in conversation. So we have yeah, our, see what we can learn. Yeah. So Reese, I got one question for you is last time on the podcast, we missed you, man. I, I don't, you were I'm on assignment somewhere. I was, um, <laughs> but, uh, one of the things that we said is I kind of said, you know, I'm a little bit of a political junkie. I follow the news with it. I, there's some podcasts I listen to about it. Mm-hmm. I I'm into it probably more the horse race of it than anything. Alessi kind of said, yeah, I don't really follow it that closely. I'm not that into it. Um, on that spectrum, where would you kind of put yourself? Um, I, th- I'm, I think I'm in the middle, I would have okay. to say. So I, Perfect. what I had to do, you know, our, our media is so biased these days mm-hmm. that I actually just, I like subscribe to both sides. So I get the crazies of both. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I, Instagram can't figure me out. They're like, we're going <laughs> to give you CNN and Fox news. And then I just have to like kind of land in the middle. So I, I care, but I, I don't care, uh, incredibly like I wouldn't dedicate my life to it. I would never yeah. wear a political shirt or put a political sign anywhere, but I, I do care of policies and different things enough to where I'm like, I'll pay attention. Yeah. So, so this first topic, um, Alessi, tell us kind of what we're talking about and who we're talking to, who are we learning from today? Yeah. So we get to talk to Mindy Milas from uh, Trace's Pregnancy Center, uh, who's somebody that I've got to work on or work with um, just through my role here at Redemption Gateway. So it's sweet to be able to talk to her um, a little bit um, more on what she's doing. Um, so we get to talk about da, 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 pro-life. <laughs> I felt yeah. like it needed a little bit more of like a, like amp up. Right. Well, and this is an issue that for a lot of people, this is the only issue they think up. about. And so maybe it's a, maybe it's a halfway decent place to start to at least say, Hey, this is a big issue for us as followers of Jesus. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. Well, and, and I think she has such a good, um, she gets to be in it and kind of see what's going on and hear, um, she knows and, and here's what's happening, um, even with Planned Parenthood and how they're, um, kind of dealing with these issues. So she is the, um, director of client services, um, and she's been working there, I think for like three or four years now, um. So it's just really exciting that we get to um, talk to her and, and pick her brain a little bit on uh, on some of these issues. Great. And she was our first in-studio guest, right? Yeah. We had Jim on the phone last week, but Mindy actually stopped by. And uh, yeah, we think you're going to love this conversation. So here's our conversation with Mindy Miles. Well, hello, Mindy. Thank you so much for being here today. We're so excited to be able to just pick your brain a little bit and and talk to you and have some conversations um, about um, maybe some challenging topics for for some people. Um, So will you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Choices um, and how you really started um, into that role? Sure. Thank you, Alessi. I'm so happy to be here today and just honored to have this opportunity to talk about something I'm passionate about. So thank you for letting me share that with you. Yeah, we're glad you're here. Yeah, thank you. So I'll try to give a real brief overview. Uh, So basically, my participation with Choices and with pregnancy centers started incrementally, like Mm -hmm. it has for most people, I think. Mm -hmm. And so I participated in a lot of uh, small fundraising activities like the baby bottle drives that maybe (laughs) some people have done where you collect the coins in the baby bottle and then when it's full you turn them in. So those sort of things, diaper drives. Uh, So participating as a church member in a lot of those things, that was kind of my introduction to it and of course I wanted to support the activities there. Then one time, my husband and I actually delivered all of the money to the center. Mm-hmm. And when we went, the director there at the time was Sharon Parks. And she said, well, while you're here, would you like a tour? Can mm-hmm. we show you what we do? So that was awesome. I got to really see everything that took place and learn about the mm-hmm. services. And 
truly, I was astounded. I had mm. never really thought that much about it before. And it was really exciting when I heard about it. And she was sharing with me what client advocates do in terms of volunteers who are trained to sit down with the young women who come in and just talk through their situation and to point them to life. I thought it sounded amazing. And she's telling me we need more of these volunteers. And I thought, not me. <laughs> you know, I am never going to sit down in a room with a girl and have that conversation. It just sounded scary and I didn't see, feel equipped. I thought I can answer the phone. I can greet at the door. I can do all kinds of things. But anyway, I just let it sit and I didn't do anything, but it, I, it just was planted in my mind. Mm. And then flash forward a year or two later, my husband and I were just at a point in our life where we were in transition. A lot of things were changing, jobs, all sorts of things. And I just felt I was looking for something new and trying to find out where the Lord would have me. Mm -hmm. And it was during that time, actually, that I was sitting in one of your sermons, Luke, and you were talking about obedience. I may have shared this with you. Yeah, I think you did. Okay. <laughs> about when, I, when you gave me a tour of the Okay, the building, there you yeah. go. See? <laughs> and so, but Luke was preaching about obedience and giving examples of times that God had called people to do things, and they didn't feel equipped to do it. Well, maybe they weren't equipped. That's what God's for, you know? And so, but anyway, most of the time when God calls us to something, we don't usually know how the details are going to play out or what the end result is going to be. And the message that I received from the Lord through Luke that day was, if God's calling you to do something, just say yes and go and let the Lord work the rest out. Mm -hmm. And so again, the work at the pregnancy center just kind of hit my mind. And I thought, God, why are you prompting me with that? You know? And so I, I just made the call and I said, Sharon, I talked to you about a year ago. Do you need volunteers? And if so, what? I don't know what I could do, but I'm willing if you, if you can use me. So Aww. that's how it started back in 2016 as, as a volunteer. That's so. awesome. Will you tell us a little bit, you mentioned that um, uh, you got to see kind of what Choices offered. What are some of the things that Choices offers, just for those sure. of us who don't really know? Sure. I'd love to, to tell you that. So uh, our pregnancy testing is one of our primary services. So we do medical grade urine pregnancy tests. We have test results. Uh, we do free ultrasounds for our clients, and we do parenting classes. We do a lot of education for the moms and the dads. So that, uh, we also have SCD testing that we do. Mm. We don't like to talk about that right now. So, much, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. You just went rated R. This is good. Keep going. <laughs> so, so anyway, those are, those are some of the services that we do on a daily basis. Mm. That's awesome. How many of the folks that, or maybe, maybe just tell us about the folks that come in. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, gener generally speaking, mm -hmm. obviously there's lots of different kinds of folks that are coming to all the different centers. How many are there across the valley? How many pregnancy centers? Yeah, how many choices? Well, choices have, um, we, we currently have three centers. Three. Okay. okay. Uh, and so, th and that's in Mesa, in Glendale, and in Phoenix. The Phoenix one is um, temporarily closed due to the COVID situation. So okay. we, we plan on reopening that. Uh, but three. So. Yeah, so folks come in there. Mm -hmm. um, maybe describe, generally speaking, who's, who's coming in, what's their situation, and what are they expecting when they come in? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So m most of our, our first time calls are for pregnancy testing, and that's for a variety of reasons. Um, it could be that they um, are excited about this pregnancy and they plan on parenting. And, uh, you know, we serve the, um, the underserved mostly. And so a lot of these women, they don't have insurance. Okay. They can't go see a doctor easily. And so we can provide that testing up front, give them the test result. And the same reason is for the ultrasound. Mm -hmm. You know, 
we know that uh, the sooner that they can see a doctor and have those services, the better for the baby. Mm-hmm. And so those services are offered across the board. But most of our, our women who come to us have, they have specific needs that need to be met. And a, and a lot of these pregnancies are unplanned. The majority are unplanned. And so talking through them about what are your plans for this pregnancy and how can we help with that? Mm-hmm. So. I feel like you told me one time when we were talking that how how important it was um, for these women um, to quickly get an ultrasound to see mm-hmm. the baby because mm-hmm. that was a big pivotal mm-hmm. moment um, versus just a pregnancy test. Um, do you want to elaborate on that or is that still the case? Sure. No, it is important for them to have an ultrasound, uh, whether the the woman is planning on parenting or not, she wants to know right away. And Mm -hmm. it's important for a lot of reasons. Uh, First of all, just to know if there is a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. We know that one in four pregnancies naturally miscarry. And so by giving her that ultrasound, uh, she she can know what's happening. We can also take measurements to see how far along she is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, also just so that she can make plans for the pregnancy. So yeah, it is very important to have that ultrasound for a woman who is unsure what she wants to do with the pregnancy. You know, it's even more important because it helps us, it, it, it makes, um, it brings to reality mm-hmm. uh, the life of the child and makes it easier for us to, you know, talk to her about those things. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but it's been really sweet. Um, we've been able to work with you and partner with Choices a bit. Yes. Um, we've done some diaper collections yes. for M25, um, which has been so great. Um, and we've had women to be able to also come to your centers to take either some, um, diapers, or I think we had some RCs that also hosted some baby showers. Um, uh, so mm-hmm. I just, I'm excited that we get to be, um, kind of partnering and, and, and being, um, advocates with you, yes. um, in this process. We're very excited about that as well. And it really has an impact on the services we're able to, to give to our clients. So all of those things that come into us, our parents who come in and do our parenting classes, every time that they come in and do a class, they can go into the boutique mm-hmm. and pick out what they want, you know. And so it's it's really motivating for them and encouraging for them to know that, hey, we can provide some of the things for our child that, that we need. So, And our moms and dads enjoy that. Well, this is, you know, as I think about this whole conversation, that it feels like language is super important. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the phrases that, you know, we would talk about, believing in as Christians and that choices would be a big thing about would be pro-life. Yes. And it's, it's important that it isn't just anti-abortion, but it's actually Mm pro-life. And one of the things I was just impressed by when you gave me that tour was um, how all of these services are about Mm pro-life of the baby, but also the mother, also the husband or the boyfriend Mm -hmm. or the whoever it is that's connected to the situation. And I just thought, man, it's so cool that you have this whole infrastructure Mm -hmm that is all about the the flourishing of all of the people involved in this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we talk a lot about the verse that uh, Jesus said, I came to give life and to give it abundantly. Mm-hmm. And so we talk a lot about that both um, in the spiritual sense that the clients that come in to see us, we want our service to be transformational, not mm-hmm. transactional, right? So whatever's like happening that. in her life, we want to bless her today and help her through that. Oh, that's great. And then pointing her to Jesus, we don't really want her to come back again because we want her <laughs> life to be renewed yeah. and changed through the hope of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but in saying that, we, ha- we, have to, we realize that it all starts with her. 
Mm. Sure. We have to care about her and we have to care about her circumstance and, you know, what brought her to me today. So how can we love her where she's at and point her to Jesus simultaneously pointing her to life for her child as well? Mm. So it's all all part of the same thing. The uh, father of the baby is right there involved and we see the importance. He's the biggest influencer on the decision that she's going to make. And so we embrace him and want him to be a part of that and invite him into the center with her. Uh, so yeah, for us pro-life, it's pro-abundant life, but it's, it's pro-mom, pro-baby, pro-biblical family. Yeah. So zooming out just a little bit, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, um, what are some things that maybe well-meaning Christians Mm -hmm. do Mm -hmm. to try to help with these issues that are actually just not helpful. They're counterproductive. Right. Well, I think one thing that can happen maybe when people don't mean to is to be condemning towards Mm -hmm. those that have had abortion, you you know, and wanting to point out that it, you know, you're killing a child or it's murder. the Bible is very clear uh, about those things, but I think it's more important to understand that most women don't want that. Mm. It's circumstances in her life most of the time that make her feel like there's not a good option, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to go with this. It's, it's rarely least, like a, it's the least of the. Oh, this is no big deal, and I'll right. just you know get rid of this baby. No, it's usually a most of the time not thing. right, right, and so. To understand that, that statistically, and this is through the Guttmacher Institute, which is an arm of Planned Parenthood, their research arm says that one in four women will have an abortion by the age of 45. And unfortunately, that statistic is the same inside the church as it, as it is outside. So I think understanding that most all of us have someone in our life who's probably gone through this, and you may not know it. A lot of women come to us and they've told us that this is part of their past. Like maybe it's a new pregnancy, but they share with us that they've done this in the past and they have possibly never told another soul, not their mother, not their sister. And so it's a burden that they carry. So I think when we speak about this, we have to speak in love, uh, in truth and in love. And uh, one of the services that I didn't mention earlier, Alessi, when you asked me, is that we do have a hope and healing class. Mm-hmm. It's an eight-week biblical uh, class about uh, forgiveness mm-hmm. and finding that through Christ mm-hmm. and so that you can truly have healing and move past that. Wow. Yeah, that's unfortunate, uh, That the, the idea that the shame would be so great that you, you know, you, you would have to keep it in, which doesn't help other, you know, other people. It's, it feels like, I mean, I've done this in my life where even just my passion against abortion, um, which is for life, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not careful, just puts out this, hey, I'm not safe mm-hmm. to talk with. I'm not safe to kind of do that. Mm-hmm. I actually had a friend in high school that had an abortion and she mm-hmm. was terrified that mm-hmm. I when I found out, she's like, I thought you would hate me. And mm-hmm. it was like, oh man, mm-hmm. I don't think you know when I got to rethink how I'm talking. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. And it's, it is really tough for couples and women in the church because yeah. if they do find themselves pregnant, then they're afraid to tell people they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. But then if they choose abortion, then they're ashamed. They know that's not right either. And so it's a hard place to be in. And so mm. having to have that compassion for one another 
what's going to help the most. So what would be um, some words for believers um, or some vocabulary um, language that we could use um, specifically in, in, in kind of, um, I feel like this is like a, it's like a balance, like mm-hmm. finding that line. Um, mm-hmm. So what would you recommend? How do we, how do we talk to women either mm-hmm. not knowing maybe their situation fully? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what would be some language that we could use? Well, I guess it kind of depends where that conversation is starting. You know, if it's one-on-one mentoring and that sort of thing, it, it could be different. You know, you don't know where she's at, but, but all in all, I'd say that I, I feel like that it it's really sin is sin and it's mm-hmm. yucky. And, you know, we put certain things in boxes and attach more. I mean, there are, the repercussions are different. Absolutely. No, no doubt. So I'm not minimizing in any way. Um, but I think really it's about the abundant life that Christ offers mm-hmm. us, you know, and that's what I like to talk about young women two young women about when mm-hmm. I'm talking to her is thinking about the choices you're making and why. And, and ultimately God doesn't tell us that we can't do certain things because he wants to keep good things from us. Mm-hmm. It's because he wants the best for us. Mm-hmm. And so while like any kind of temptations in life, you know, I feel like it's hard at the time to say no, and we know that and we fail, right? And then we ask forgiveness and then we try to reorientate ourselves to Christ and, and walk with him. So I think it's the same thing in these areas of, of sex and intimacy is mm-hmm. ultimately we want to walk with Christ as he's called us to, because ultimately that's going to give us the abundant life that he's, he's promising us here in eternity, you know, eternity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that answers your yeah. questions. No, yeah. yeah. Abundant it, thinking. It really is a, a brighter way, I think, to talk of, about this mm-hmm. is most of the time when we want to fight something like abortion, we... We'll go to the negative of why it's bad, mm-hmm. but instead of looking at the positive of why not abortion would be great and right. and those things, it sounds like that's kind of what you guys yeah, push and for. It, right, exactly. How could your life be different if you decided to to walk according mm. to bl- bl- biblical principles? Mm. You know, now That'll preach. yeah, we <laughs> see a, the women a lot. A lot of the, most of the women that we come in to see us, we're not really at a place to have that kind of spiritual conversation quite yet, but you can on a different level. And what are you looking for in life? And are the choices you're making pointing you in that direction? Mm. So So at the time of this recording, there is now an opening on the Supreme court and um, that's going to be a huge issue. We don't know how that's going to sort out. You don't know how that's going to sort out. And Wendy, you're not here to be a Mm -hmm. political pundit. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank goodness. A lot of Christians are really sort of putting a lot of hope in that. And um, obviously, as as followers of Jesus, we believe that Roe versus Wade has done horrible damage to our country, and we'd love to see that overturned. Um, what's interesting is I feel like there's a lot of Christians really invested in that part of the pro-life thing, but doing very little to actually move the ball forward. Right. So what I love about choices, what I love about what you guys are doing is to go, you know what? we're going to just keep going. Mm-hmm. And our hope is not in Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. being overturned though. We'd mm-hmm. love to see that. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep being faithful to Jesus and keep mm-hmm. being ambassadors of Jesus kingdom. Um, even if it never changes. Right. And so um, w- what are some ways that you think kind of ordinary Christians listening to this episode, people who are part of redemption gateway who care about this a lot, what mm-hmm. could we do beyond voting uh, beyond sure. sort of Facebook ranting, sure. <laughs> what are some things we could do to actually help? Right. That's a great question. I, I love that. 
And, you know, there are those people who are called to work in politics in that area, and that's great, and I'm thankful for them. But like you said, that's not what we do necessarily at Choices, and it's not what most of us as believers do. So I think the the first place to start, which I can say for myself, I didn't know much about this before. I, mm. The Lord just kind of led me in. I wasn't looking for it. And I think as a lot of Christians— we would say we're pro-life and we are anti-abortion, and then that's as much as we know. Um, and so I would say invest yourself in learning a little bit more about it. There's some great resources. One of them is an organization called CareNet, care.net.org. Um, you can go on there and do a lot of reading mm-hmm. about understanding uh, why do women choose abortion? How does this affect them? How can I talk to them about it? That was kind of your question at one point, Alessi. So educating yourself, that's just one resource. You can find lots of resources, but that's one. I think understanding yourself so that, or understanding the topic so that you can better discuss it. The other thing is just remembering, you know, like we've all heard sociologists tell us that even the most introverted person will influence 10,000 people at a minimum in their lifetime. Hmm. So we may not think... Anybody listens to us, but they do. Mm. And so to me, legislation is important, but what's most important is the heart issue. We're not going to solve the problem with legislation. Mm. So if, if we can understand the issue, submit to Christ in it in that sense, and then be willing to speak with those loved ones and, you know, in our life, I think that is, we're going to influence more people that way. Mm. Uh, so I'd say it's a spiritual issue more than it is a, um, a political issue. But having said that, there is a place for that. Like you said, there are people, hopefully we get a judge appointed that will, um, you know, have just a passion for the sanctity of human life and will support that. Uh, at a local level, we do have legislation in place uh, that happened some years ago, which really has helped reduce the number of abortions in Arizona. Mm. We have about uh, currently about 12,000 abortions a year in the state of Arizona. Yeah. And so just recently um, this year, Planned Parenthood has sued the state of Arizona to try to remove some of these stipulations from our law, which these laws basically slow down the decision-making process for her. So specifically like a 24-hour waiting period. You can't just walk into an abortion clinic and Mm. say, I want it and and have it on the spot. Mm. You have to have an ultrasound and you have to wait 24 hours and you have to have options counseling. That's part of the law Mm -hmm. of Arizona. Yes. 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 And so that, especially for uh, the younger folks who are considering abortion, that has really helped decrease those Mm -hmm. abortions. And so anyway, Planned Parenthood wants those off the books, of course. And decrease them not by necessarily because it makes it too late to do anything. No. They're actually getting time to think about things and making different decisions. Right. Wow. And they want that. They want that gone. Right. And that's a lot of what we do at Choices is educate and provide factual information. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of women who come and tell us I'm thinking about having an abortion or I'm planning to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. And then you ask them, well, what do you know about it? You know, mm-hmm. 
even just literally, it's a medical procedure. What do you, you know, any procedure you'd have, you would know what's going to happen to your body and what right. the risks are and what the mm. recovery is. And what do I, what are the signs if something isn't going right that I know I should go back in? So all of those things, talking those things through her. And yeah. then of course the emotional implications that generally come along uh, after the fact of an abortion. Are you prepared for that? Did you, you know, are you, did you know that this is the norm? Mm. Um, and then of course, um, anyone who has a spiritual background wanting to talk with them about spiritual implications. Mm. Uh, as well. So anyway, what I was saying about that is those, those are some of the laws that are on the books right now. They'd like to have those removed just where we are aiding the uh, choices has stepped in and we are helping support the state of Arizona working with Mm. the Alliance Defending Freedom in that. So, so maybe that's one of the things um, that we can be praying um, for you and for choices. I was just going to ask, what are some of the things that we can be praying for you? But I feel like that would definitely be one. Yes, that's one. I would say praying for our staff and our volunteers. Mm-hmm. Our, our, our volunteers just do an, an amazing job. Uh, but all of us have a, you know, we carry a burden in this work. It can be heavy at times. Of course, it can be, we have a lot to rejoice about at times too, which is super exciting. Sure. But praying for encouragement for the staff and the volunteers is probably the biggest thing that you could, mm-hmm. you could do for us. Um, also getting involved. We always need volunteers uh, now more than ever. And they're not all advocates. We, we need people who will uh, help teach our parenting classes as well, organize our boutiques and just different things. So we love having volunteers. Call us if you're interested in volunteering. And um, if you feel called to donate, we, we don't receive any federal funding at all. So it's all right. through donations from individuals that we provide. And all Almost all of our services are completely free. Wow! Wow! That's awesome. How do you how do you get a hold of you guys? So uh, you can find us online at uh, choices.com. and you can also call us. Call the Mesa Center, uh, choicesac.com. I said that wrong. Choicesac.com. Yeah. Az. Yes. Az. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Ac is for after. That's what. Christmas. That's, that's a know. really. That's a air conditioning company. AC. That, that, <laughs> and it's www before right yes <laughs> sorry choicesaz.com you well, Mindy um, thank you so much for coming in can I pray for you and I, for the center I would love I don't that. know if that makes for a great podcast listening but <laughs> I feel like it's important and yeah so for those of you driving along or mowing the lawn or whatever you're doing uh, join me and let's pray for this uh, important work father thank you for Mindy thank you for choices uh, all the volunteers all the staff all the people that are working really hard to love the women, uh, to love the people that come through that center um, and those centers. And God, we pray for you to open more doors for the gospel. We pray for you to um, grant them influence and success as they seek to love like you love. Lord, your heart we know is to go to um, some of the most challenging and some of the most overlooked uh, people and places. And so, God, we just pray for their great success. We pray for them to be funded. We pray for them to be resourced. We pray for people to volunteer. And God, I pray for even our church family, that uh, there might be people in our church that are uh, hearing this conversation and maybe being prompted like Mindy was, um, feeling like, you know what, I don't know if I have what it takes to get involved with this. God, we thank you that you don't call the equipped, but you equip the called. And we pray you would uh, continue to equip Mindy and others that you might be calling to this. We love you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. 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 That was awesome. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. Yeah. Thanks for having me.